What is the premise of purpose? Why are we here? And how do some people make so much impact in their lifetime, while others exist on autopilot? This is where we explore all things revolutionary in business, mindset, and your everyday life. I'm Anna Graybow, a spiritual coach and business mentor who helps you turn your passion into your livelihood. Check out my newest product, the Full Web Goddess Template, an opportunity for you to create your website and launch your business instantly in a beautiful and easy way. Just go to the-webgoddess.com to get started today. Also, if you use the coupon PURPOSE10, you will get 10% off. Today, we have Dr. Anita M. Jackson, the founder and CEO of Power Her Success Alliance and AMJ Productions and Publications. She has an unquenchable passion to lead a movement of women to a higher level of being, and by doing so, creating a tipping point of healing for others worldwide. At the core, Dr. Anita mentors women professionals and entrepreneurs in knowing I am enough while helping them lead, live, and leverage their unlimited potential, power, and purpose in life, business, wealth, and so much more. She is also the former senior executive producer of Outrageous Success Women's Network channel, powered by Voice America Network. She was also the publisher of I Am Enough magazine and is currently launching Power Her Success magazine in 2023. Dr. Anita believes that despite the amazing contributions women have already made to society, there is so much more for women to contribute and offer, and she is dedicated to helping them realize their unlimited potential now. So welcome, Dr. Anita. It's a pleasure to have you. I am so honored to be here. Thank you so much. It's so funny to hear someone else read your bio because you're like, really? I've done all that? Okay. That's pretty good. It's pretty impressive, <laughs> I will have to say. I myself. <laughs> That's amazing. So tell us, what is your purpose? You know, I, it's a fantastic question because I think as you've aged and as you go through your own life developmental process, your purpose continues to change. And I just hit my 56th year on Tuesday. Turned Congratulations. Thank you very much. I don't feel it. I think my body's lying to me. I'm like, no, no, no you're not younger than that. But at the core, because of my own journey, um, I know that my journey now, so at the beginning, it was I am enough. What does it mean for a woman to really claim I am enough? Then it became, what does it mean for a woman to allow herself to be unlimited since we have these limiting beliefs and sometimes we don't really go after the things that we want for ourselves that interferes with us having a, a feeling fulfilled or satisfied or making the kind of impact that we want to make for our family, our community and the world. Now, and since this whole pandemic has kicked in, what I witnessed for my own life and for the life of so many women around me was what does it mean for us to get back to our power? So to answer your question, my purpose on this planet is to help women get to their power, whatever that means to them, however they define that. I just want you to define it. I want you to own it. I want you to make it non-negotiable. And once a woman does that, then she becomes unlimited. And that power is very much connected to her knowing that she is enough. No, not the good, the bad, and the ugly of her life all has purpose and meaning. And it they lean to her becoming a powerful woman. And in that, we can change our family, our community, and the world. So my purpose is to help women do that. And then the bigger um, purpose is I want to do a large stadium event and bring women together. Let's really 
let's really set the feminine energy on, on its on its heel. <laughs> let's oh yeah, make this tipping point that changes lives. So I love that. Wow. And obviously you're not just born doing this and being a transformational coach. There must be some story behind it. So tell us, where <laughs> did you begin with all of this? You know, it's a great story because I didn't pursue this. This is not what I wanted to do with my life. Uh, my dream originally when I was young and probably into my 20s, I guess you could say, um, I just wanted to be a cosmetologist. I had no desire of being a psychologist, had no desire of being a publisher, had no desire of writing books, had no desire of producing TV shows and being on TV shows, being on podcasts. That was the furthest thing from my mind. Wow. But, you know, there's this quote that says, when you make plan, God laughs. I think God was laughing at me a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cute little thing, thinking that that's what you're going to do. Oh. And so um, the journey really started in school when I was working as a secretary at a university. And um, this particular department hadn't had a secretary for about two years. So when I came in, it was a hot mess. And I, I'm very, in my ADHD brain, I am very much um, one who needs organization. I need things to work a certain way. And then I know that when they're in a certain way, I get things very, very quickly. So I'm one of those individuals that a little bit of information makes me dangerous yes. <laughs> because I can see the levels of it and I understand the, the power of it. Mm -hmm. So um, it was there that, you know, a lot of the professors said, you would be a fantastic student. Why don't you go to school? I never thought about going to school because no one in my family had ever gone to school. So wow. why? You just go to church, you go to work and you live your life. That's it. There's wow. nothing else more that you did. And that opened up the door, got into school, got scholarships, found out, huh, I'm actually smart. <laughs> you know, I didn't think I was smart. I, I'm actually pretty smart. I, I have a very powerful strategic mind and very, very discerning and intuitive, um, almost psychically so. And uh, the next thing I know, doors kept opening while I was in my higher educational pursuit, became a marriage and family therapist. From there, became an organizational psychologist, started to work with all types of individuals and realized this is what I was called to do. This is what I love to do. I mean, I had to lose a lot in order for that to birth forward. Yes. But once it came forward and now there's this new evolution of becoming even more of the woman I believe I'm supposed to be at this stage of my life mm -hmm. so that I can make the changes that I believe I'm supposed to make. So the story is you can't get to where you need to be without having people help you along the way. I am a firm believer in powerful collaboration. Yes. Um, I build, build my business around collaboration. I don't do anything really by myself. Um, why? It's too hard. Yes. <laughs> it, it takes too much work. So I'm like, build a team, have a community, connect to individuals like yourself and say, what can we do together to help your business, to help my business so that we can change the lives of others around the world? That's my philosophy and I'm sticking to it. That's amazing. And you are truly such an inspiration for so many. I can just hear it as you're speaking. So I'm curious as well how you went from, you know, counselor and psychologist into more of this coaching realm, because there is a little bit of a difference. So what happened there? Perfect. Good question. I got laid off. Pure <laughs> simple. <laughs> Pure and simple. I was working for the state um, as an assistant professor working for Cal State University. So I'm out here in California. So California, uh, Cal State University, there's 27 of them. And I was in the one in Pomona. And um, we during that time, there was a lot of layoffs happening in higher education. And I had just gotten promoted to a director position for a student program on campus. And you know, the first hired is the first to let go of. 
So then there was this huge layoff happening within the CSU system as a whole. And because I had just gotten promoted, they decided to eliminate that position. And unfortunately, I didn't have a position to go back to because they had filled it because I had been promoted. So I got laid off. And it was, I really do think it was the best thing that could have ever happened because that's when I felt for me that with God, source, spirit, universe, whatever word works for you, opened up and said, there's so much more for you than just being here. Although you've done a fantastic impact having your own private practice and working with college students, which are in a lot of ways my favorite to work with, um, there's a deeper calling that you have on your life. And once I surrendered to it, now I have to tell you, I fought it the first three, four years. Like, nope, I I want a stable, consistent job and a consistent paycheck. I don't want to be an entrepreneur. That's hard. (laughs) I was called to it. And once I got into it and finally surrendered and said, well, if I don't go fully into this next level of my calling and beingness, I'm going to continue to struggle. And once I really stepped into the entrepreneurial world, my background in human development and business development helped me see wow, it's an amazing opportunity, but there's no structure yes. from my humble perspective. Yes. You, know, you have all these coaches talking about, do this, do that, do this, and this will help you get your business and make the impact you're supposed to make. And I come from a world that's very structured, yeah. that, that's very strategic, that's mm-hmm. very intentional, and that's how you got results. Right. So I stepped into it and became, um, it took a little bit of a, a, a journey, but stepped into it and then be, eventually became a business coach and said, there are so many brilliant women out there, but they're spending their money on, I think the wrong things if they haven't established the foundation, the infrastructure, created the operating systems for their business. And this Mm -hmm. is what I'm really good at. So that's really what women hire me to do now. And then from there, I noticed a lot of women weren't getting speaking opportunities and I was scratching my head like, why? (laughs) Because I get them all the time. (laughs) Like (laughs) It's nonstop, I don't understand. And that means a lot of women don't have the positioning. They're not owning their power. They're not speaking the truth. They're they're constantly hiding, even in plain sight. Yes. And so now my journey is I'll create the platforms and I'll help you get the connections you need so that you can show up much more dynamically and powerfully so Mm -hmm. that you can make the impact and receive the kind of money you deserve to receive. Because I think we as women don't allow ourselves to receive money at the level that we could. There's a lot of psychological, mental, emotional limitations that are there. And with my background as a psychologist, kind of helps me see all of it (laughs) at the same time. I love this. I Everything you're saying, I just want to hear more of it. It's really fascinating. So how does sort of the universe, God, source come into all this? Because you mentioned that a little bit. How does that relate to the work you do? Beautiful. I love your questions. Thank you. Um, So I'm a firm believer that we are spiritual beings in a human body, having a human experience. And it's our human experiences, the good, the bad, the ugly, and sometimes the traumatic, that disconnect us from our spiritual power and our spiritual truth. With that being said, I do believe that in our spiritual beingness, we are whole, we're complete, there's nothing missing, there's nothing broken. Our humanness, our beautiful, gorgeous brain and all the experiences we have with it, are, are constantly experiencing uh, loss, pain, dysfunction, disappointment, um, all the mental, emotional challenges that we experience that sometimes causes us, or often causes us to forget just how valuable we are, just how powerful we are, just how amazing we are. So throughout my entire journey, I grew up in a 
family full of religious Christian-based strong people. Sometimes, you know, religion can be destructive because it separates, it creates division sometimes. Um, so you have to learn the difference between what is religion and the dogma that's connected to that and what is spirituality. Yes. And so I've, I've had both experience and I still land, I'm a Christian who truly understands spiritual laws, spiritual principles. I understand God's source spirit. I understand the secret. I understand all of those things because of my own journey. And I, for myself and for my own success and for the calling on my life, I can't imagine making an impact in the heart, mind, souls of other people just operating on my own power that's not even as powerful as it can be and is when I'm surrendering to a higher calling, a higher purpose. I'm surrendering to God. I'm surrendering to Jesus. I'm surrendering to the Holy Spirit. I'm calling on ascended masters. I'm calling on my ancestors. I'm calling on the individuals who who know that I have a purpose to guide me through, to give me those synchronicities, to give me those um, deja vu moments, to give me those aha moments that you, you get that download going, that was so profound, it can't be me. I'm not that smart. <laughs> I'm smart. I'm not that smart. So there has to be someone else who says, I've designed you for such a time as this. I've designed you to, to allow me God's or spirit to be expressed in you as you and through you so that we can all come back to this place of perfected perfection, if that makes sense. Not that we have to be perfect, but yes. living our best and whole life. Yes. So I think spirituality and knowing God's or spirit and universe is crucial to that part. Absolutely. And it's different to me. <laughs> No, I hear you. And someone might be listening and thinking, I want to do that. I want to surrender and take in all of these wonderful words. What does that look like practically for you? Does it look like you uh, set intentions and then as you go along, you receive information or how does that work for you? Fantastic question. So I think you nailed it. You actually just said it, learning how to surrender. Now for someone like me who has ADHD, so I am you know, clinically diagnosed with ADHD. So that means my brain is constantly on fire, constantly thinking, constantly having emotions. And when you're in that kind of swirl of mental and emotional energy, sometimes it can be overwhelming. So I've had to learn how to surrender. And surrender to me actually means rest. Mm. I think a lot of people think of surrender as letting go. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, letting go feels powerless to some degree for me. So mm -hmm. I've learned to go, surrendering means I'm resting in knowing and trusting in God and source and spirit that they really do have my back. And so in me resting and surrendering and saying, I trust you, I can then let go. And then in letting go, I'm more open. I have more capacity to receive the very things that I'm supposed to receive. So surrendering, um, spending time in prayer and meditation. Prayer is talking to God, source, spirit, universe. Meditation is learning to listen. Mm. We don't listen well as human beings. <laughs> so learning to really listen, listen from our heart, listen from our inner ear. Because if you look at the word heart, in the mm. very center of it's the word ear. So your heart has an ear that's mm. constantly hearing everything you say, everything that you're allowing to come into your world, and it's going to impact you from your head to your toe. The word heart. And that's, you'll see ear, hear, head, toe. <laughs> that's wow, what it is. that's beautiful. I've so, never yeah. thought of that. 
Yeah, so, that was a download I got when I was in school one day. <laughs> oh my gosh, genius. Well, so someone again is thinking, okay, I can rest or I can try and surrender or listen to these things. But I know that for myself, when I rest, I'm also listening, right? I'm trying to be in that space of being open. Can you sort of explain what it's like to put yourself in that mindset of being open and listening so that someone could try and practice it if they're stressed out, if they're trying to figure things out? You have to practice it. <laughs> you nailed it. It's yeah. not something that any of us can do instantaneously because our minds, our brains aren't designed to be at rest. It's constantly working. And our brain has very three specific issues. Um, it's called the emotional triad. It's always focusing on conserving energy, avoiding pain, seeking pleasure. And so if you're trying to surrender so that your body, soul, and spirit, your gorgeous brain can help you live your best life, it takes practice. It takes practice being willing, setting that intention to say, if I can just give myself five minutes to just be still, be quiet, take in a few deep cleansing and healing breaths, filling up my lungs, filling up my belly, letting it go, and just being here now and in this moment and trying to not run three days, three weeks, three months, three years ahead. I have a problem with that because I'm very futuristic. <laughs> I'm, I want to know what's happening in 2025. <laughs> Let me plan in ahead, ahead of time. And what I have noticed is that overwhelms me, even though it still helps me plan and it helps me execute what I'm supposed to do. So now I'm learning how to do it in smaller chunks and just practicing it every single day. And one of the things that you can do is go for a walk. How often do we actually just go out in nature and just go for a walk without any other intention, just to allow ourselves to feel the sun on our face, to feel the wind blowing through our hair and just looking forward and looking at the trees and looking at people and just giving ourselves the opportunity to be in that space. Just doing that can dramatically help you move forward and create momentum and just be more grounded. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's an intention, it's practice. It's, and the more you do it, the stronger you get, the more powerful you become in, in that practice. Yes, that is such a, an important message. And I can just feel that there are going to be people who in the beginning are going to be very afraid to venture into this practice. I feel when you begin, it feels very unnatural to really have this sort of a, a way of just being for the sake of being or going out on a walk just to walk. Um, what would you say to someone so that they can sort of ease that fear a little bit? Find a power partner. Find mm -hmm. someone to go with you on this journey. We were not designed to do things really alone. We were designed, I believe, to do things in relationship, to do things in partnership. Um, the word relate, if you actually break it down and look at the root word, so relationship, the word relate actually means to talk. <laughs> so wow. how you relate to someone else is to talk. So if you have a power partner to be with you on this journey and you're, you're especially a power partner that you feel safe enough to really be yourself, you're able to share your heart, your soul, your spirit, because they love you unconditionally. There's no judgment. Um, they still love you enough to hold you accountable to your greatness. So they're going to call you on your um, uh, fears, your anxieties, your your languaging and how you're communicating. You need to have a power partner who can do that as well. 
But there is something about having someone with you on this journey, whether it's a coach, whether it's a best friend, whether it's a community of women that can help you get there a lot faster than trying to do it alone. This is why you were born into a family, because God's source spirit knew you're not designed to be alone. You just, I, it, it doesn't work. <laughs> right. I love it. And what are some of the most beautiful messages that you have received in this journey of surrendering and learning and growing? What are some of those wonderful aha moments that you've had? I'll, I'll say that since the pandemic, the messages, there's been a lot of messages. It's kind of hard to nail in, narrow in on one. But um, if I were to nail in the single message that really has impacted me this year, to thine own self be true. I feel like what the pandemic has done is it caused all of us to come back to center mm -hmm. and realize that, wow, I've been living my life in this autopilot mode. Mm -hmm. I've been working really hard, but I'm still not fulfilled. I'm still not satisfied. And I have to be willing to take responsibility for the fact that I kind of did this to myself. Yeah. <laughs> I, I And not that the, the things that I participated in were bad, but it may not have been for my true authentic self. Mm -hmm. It may have been because this is what you're supposed to do. You've got responsibilities. You've got family members that you've got to take care of. You've got responsibilities to your clients. So therefore, you just keep pushing, you keep working, you keep moving forward. And I, I was recently talking at a women's event and said, for the next season of my life, I've decided I'm not doing my business for my clients. No, that sounds funny. <laughs> like, Wait, what? Like, no, I'm not doing my business for my clients. I'm doing my business for me. And as I do it from my truth, as I do it from my power, as I do it from my heart, then my clients are going to be impacted powerfully. Mm. Why? Because I'm operating from my overflow mm -hmm. and not my emptiness. So now the focus is, how do I fill myself up? How do I truly live my life based on my real deep goals and dreams and desires? Or let me reverse that. On my dreams, my desires, my dreams, and my goals. I think that's the order we should do it in. What do I really desire? What, what turns my heart on fire? What, what's that burning desire that makes me go, when I think of that, I can feel the sensation moving through my body. I can feel energy pulsating through me. It is something I am designed to pursue. So for example, mine is doing a stadium event. Now I've done that before with another group of women years ago um, when I was a little bit younger and I'm feeling the pull to do that again. So every time I think of that, I get turned on. And I'll tell you what, what the journey to get to that point is uh, I did a post on my Facebook page today and I said, I've been dreaming about red tents, <laughs> like a red tent revival for women. Now that's not something that women of color, black women specifically, are. we're not familiar with that. That's not languaging that we talk about. That's not something that we do. Mm -hmm. And yet my spirit is saying, but well, maybe that's why you should do it. You should be a black woman who's creating this beautiful experience for women to say, come back home. Yeah. The self 
so that you can make a bigger impact in your family, your community, and the world. So I, I kind of want everybody to come back home to themselves and say, what would it really mean? And what would it really look like if I lived authentically, yes. without fear, without apology? I don't have to be attitudinal about it. I don't have to roll my neck or snap my fingers. I don't have to scream to the, at the top of my lungs, you gotta listen to me, I'm gonna leave my life my way. That's <laughs> not even necessary. I think yeah. it just comes back to saying within yourself, forgive me for getting off track. Thank you for the lessons that I've learned on my journey. Now, how do we go to the next level? Mm -hmm. And that next level requires a new version of yourself. So mm -hmm. I think this is what the pandemic has allowed us to come back to is there's a better way to do this. And that better way is living authentically from my own heart. We hear a lot of coaches talk about it, but what does that really mean? There's a, yes. there's a lot of little nuances in that. <laughs> there really are. And so this is what you are working on right now. These are your desires. And I know you like the future. So let's look at the future a little bit. Okay. So you're embodying all of this today. What is the long-term goal? What would you like to see in the world? I would like to see women around the world really developing a deep sisterhood. I would love to see women around the world stepping into leadership at a much higher and richer level. I would love to see more women owning their wealth, their abundance, and their money. Because I believe very strongly that when a woman has those things in her hand, she will change the world. Yes. If there's ever a time for the divine feminine to rise to actually balance out the masculine energy mm -hmm. so that we are actually working in unison in oneness in wholeness so that god source spirit and universe can start to bring us back to the power of who we really are now is the time to do it so this is why the stadium event is so much on my heart so much on my mind i've been praying about it thinking about it meditating on it connecting to certain people about it for the past probably five years finally said, okay, this is the year I'm going to start bringing people together and say, let's, let's talk about what this would look like and, and where we would do this and all the little steps to it. So that when we get to that meeting and the focus is 2024, 2025, um, when that comes together, then that's where we're going to um, start having these deeper conversations of what Imagine what would happen if we women stop competing, stop judging, start criticizing, stop, um, you know, uh, demoralizing, decharacterizing us by the color of our skin, by the size of our bodies, by the social economic. What if we just eliminated all that and said, honey, girlfriend, I got your back. I, I'm, that's, that's me. That's my personality type. That's how God created me. I'm like, I can't understand competing with a woman. It makes no sense to me. No. I'm one who's like, ooh, if you did it, then that means I can do it. And yeah. if you're not doing it, let me help you do it. Yeah. I, I don't know how to operate any way other than that. <laughs> yes, yes. And as far as women empowering each other, how can a woman actually go about empowering another woman? Because there's a lot of... There's a lot of stuff going on in the world right now. I mean, if you look in Iran, there's women rising up in numbers. Yes, if you look here in, in the U.S., I'm also in Los Angeles, actually. So we're probably very close. Oh, hi, we are. Yeah, we are. So if you look here in you know our country, there's a lot going on. A lot of you know legislation has changed recently. <laughs> so, yeah. So how can we actually be a part of this and help those who want to change something? This is going to sound strange, but I actually do believe this. And I don't think I've ever said this out loud. 
if women really want to empower other women, you've got to fall in love with yourself. I don't think women love themselves. I don't. I think we're very hard on ourselves. I think we're very critical of ourselves. I think we're very judgmental of ourselves. I think we allow other people's opinions of who we are have so much more power than our opinions of ourselves. Mm. And the only way you can truly empower another woman, you've got to empower yourself first. You've got to be willing to say, I love myself. I it's almost like, oh, let me come a different direction. Uh, I recently got turned on to the Honopono prayer. I mean, I'd be saying it correctly. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, please forgive me. I'm sorry. Thank you. I love you. And I thought, what a simple prayer, but what a powerful one. And I've been using it in certain areas of my life and seeing powerful shifts in healing. Wow. And I recently started to use that prayer towards myself mm. because I'm a firm believer that in order to continue to rise into your next ver- uh, calling, to your next purpose, to your next um, whatever it may be, and I think there's always a next because you've got 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, each decade of your life is a new version, hopefully, of yourself, <laughs> then um, you're, you need to become a new version of yourself. And somewhere around the 40s, you start to go, we don't care anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It really doesn't matter what others say. I need to start you know, just being and living my life to myself because they've lost ourselves. I hear that a lot lately. I feel like I've lost myself because I've lost it to my husband, to my children, to my clients, to whatever. And there's nothing wrong with that because please hear me because I don't want you to think that everything I'm saying is about something being wrong because I don't believe that. I think everything happens for a reason. And if you allow it to have value, it could change your life powerfully. Mm -hmm. So the good, the bad and ugly all have value. And, and once we allow that to be true and we start to love and respect and honor every aspect of our journey, then we can love, honor, and, uh, and respect every aspect of someone else's journey. Yes. Regardless of who they are, regardless of what they've gone through. And maybe this is because I was a therapist and I worked with all kinds of issues and, and saw all kinds of dysfunctions and sometimes scratched my head going, now this person is brilliant. Why would you keep putting yourself in this particular situation? Mm-hmm. Which meant I was judging. Didn't right. really think of that at the time, but I was <laughs> judging. And then somewhere along the line, as I started to work with people over 32 years, I started to realize It's not about judgment. It's about sometimes people just don't have the right information. They don't have the right Mm -hmm. tools. They just didn't have the right environment to help them move forward. So instead, my job is to help them see the beauty of that, help them see the power of that, help them see the value of it so they can take the golden nuggets out of it and continue to use that to move them forward into their next level. So to come back to the, the original question, the most powerful thing you can do for women's empowerment is empower yourself, love yourself, forgive yourself, accept yourself, see every aspect of your life as valuable, and then create these non-negotiable standards of, okay, I made some big mistakes back here. Did I learn my lesson? Have I learned from it? Why did this happen? What was I supposed to learn from it? And then don't do it again. Stop it. <laughs> right. Yes. Stop it. Get out of and, that, and that's it's easier said than done because I recognize that human our human beingness our human development is based on patterns. Mm-hmm. You've got to understand your patterns because your patterns will tell you where your dysfunctions are. Mm-hmm. They'll tell you where you're out of alignment, 
and then you can change those patterns. So patterns can be changed. It just takes time, but it can be changed. So oh my that's my number one clue. Fall in love with yourself again. Fall in love with being a woman. Fall in love with every woman around you. And I promise you, your life will change overnight. Brilliant. I have to say, this is one of my favorite conversations and it's absolutely why I love doing this kind of thing. So thank you for making it so much fun. And I have to put it out there. If someone wants to connect with you, if they want to work with you, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? I'm everywhere. (laughs) Really. You can find me on almost every platform except for TikTok. I refuse to do it. Um, although my team is going to do it, but I'll say my website is probably the fastest way to get a hold of me. It's uh, dranitamjackson.com. So you can find me there. You can definitely find me on LinkedIn um, under my same name, Dr. Anita M. Jackson, and uh, Facebook as well. Perfect. Oh my goodness. And is there anything else that you want to share with everyone today? I do. So if I could leave you with anything, I want you to hear this and hear this with your heart. So close your eyes, take a deep breath in, and hear this truth. You are enough. You always have been, and you always will be. And the moment you accept that as true, your life will follow your lead on that truth. Guaranteed. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Dr. Anita. It was so lovely having you, and I'll have to have you back soon. (laughs) I would love to come back. Thank you so much. What an honor. Thank you for listening to our show. If you liked it, please feel free to leave us a review and tell us what you thought and what you learned. Also, don't forget to get your own website template by going to the-webgoddess.com and use the promo code PURPOSE10 to get 10% off today.